It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. Welcome to the 13th episode of the Chronicle News Dump, where we go through the hottest topics in the greater Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm area man Aaron Vantile, joined as always by former 35-year-old Eric Schwartz. Eric, how does it feel to be 36 now? Uh, I, great, but I can't even see you, Aaron. With all this smoke, you are so obscured. Even from three feet away, I can, I can barely make out your, your image. You know, the same goes for our uh, guest this evening, Brandon Hansen, who is on a Zoom call, and I can't tell if he has his video on or not. It's just a uh, hazy, dark screen. Uh, Brandon, how are, how are you, and how are you dealing with the smoke in Chewila? Uh, I haven't left my apartment except for very short trips, and I'm currently hunkered down in uh, my apartment, which has four-foot-thick walls, so the smoke is not getting to me. And uh, I've just watched football all day, so it's been horrible. Uh, is it safe to say that you, editor of the Chewila Independent, do not want that smoke? I, I do not. This is not a, a I knew you didn't want thing. that smoke, Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> I am not spreading rumors. The smoke is not fake. It's actually quite true. Uh, it's Sunday, September 13th. Football is back, but other than that, we are living in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. You walk outside, and it feels like what I can only assume Eric Schwartz's college <laughs> dorm room looked like back in 2005. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look a lot like that. A little hazy, a little smoky. Um, I feel like, uh, as, I, as I've shared with both of you, I think smokers are getting the last laugh here today when uh, they're, they're telling people to avoid the smoke. And, you know, they've, they've just been bathing in it for years. Uh, there's never a bad time to use a Dark Knight Rises quote, <laughs> but uh, you merely adopted the smoke. That was, I was bad. born in it. Not bad, not bad. Uh, well, we have a number of topics to get to today, but I feel like this is going to be a shorter than normal show. Our last one ran close to an hour, and we're, we were, we're all, sorry. We're very sorry. We were all winded and wiped out after that historic production last <laughs> week with both Brandon and Chronicle reporter Jackson Gardner on to talk sirens and things. This time, not nearly as many notable, cool, weird, funny news stories, but our first one, uh, this... Plenty this, of news, though, at ronlines.com. We just don't deal in the dark and sordid. That's not our territory. We're for the lighthearted. Yes, we, we don't cover a lot of... Uh, Bad things. Deaths. Deaths. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Uh, this one is an item that's sort of nearing the end of its news run. Uh, this was a Thank tweet. God. This was a tweet on the Twitter machine from, I. you know what? I don't know who the guy is, but. We don't need to give them the bump from the podcast. So. No, but a, I don't even remember what the original Chronicle tweet was, but they tweeted Enemy of the people, or the at Cronline is a bad example of free press, but great hashtag propaganda. They post articles for 14-person BLM rallies, yet not a 120-vehicle Trump cult patriot MAGA drag the interstate convoy island through Centralia Shales to Olympia Saturday. That's hashtag fake news if I've ever seen it. Uh, this quote tweet of some sort of Chronicle tweet. The, the original Chronicle tweet had, I think, 
four likes and a one retweet. Yeah, it was some photos of a Black Lives Matter protest that occurred less than three blocks from our office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Brandon has left a note in the... Uh, it's unreadable. Docs. <laughs> we will not get into it. Uh, anyway, this enemy of the people tweet calling at you personally, Eric Schwartz, has 538 retweets and 679 likes from true patriots who just want you to be reminded you are the enemy of the people. I knew it would happen. We are six months into this pandemic and all the associated protests. We've covered uh, Blue Lives uh, Matter rallies, Black Lives Matter rallies, bowling matters rallies, local athletes rallies, cope rallies, all the rallies. Mm-hmm. We missed a rally and it was tragic. Um, and I, uh, I, I would share real quickly. I was in line at uh, Taco Bell in Centralia mm-hmm. as one is on I the assume weekend. This rally would have also gone through the Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> so, but it didn't. <laughs> and I see all these trucks going by with the flag. So I called the night crawler, which, uh, you know, friend of the podcast, frequent guest, mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I'll check that out. We'll try to find out. We hadn't gotten any emails, any phone calls, no announcement that there was going to be this. He runs over to Yardbirds. They must have already been gone at that point. Uh-huh. I had him drive around town. He looked for the convoy. The, the problem with finding a mobile protest is that they are oh, mobile. Wow. <laughs> so we made a good effort, uh, didn't get it, and we're in good company because the rally did not get a single story anywhere, probably because they didn't tell anyone it was happening. It was moving on the internet. <laughs> they didn't have a sustained local presence. So to are anyone who's genuinely upset saying? we missed it, I'm sorry. And uh, But this was just nuts. Enemy of the people, are you kidding me? Yes. Uh, Brandon, you, you have a comment. Are you saying they, they didn't contact you? Uh, shouldn't you have a pulse on the community and be able to read minds? I'm just wondering. My, my pulse is I spotted it when I was at Taco Bell, which is where I go <laughs> do most of my news gathering. <laughs> And we just couldn't catch them. They were too too fast, too fast. Yeah, maybe well, that's maybe more of a... If it, maybe if it were like a 35-mile-per-hour rally and not a 55-mile-per-hour rally, it just might have to slow down. It was disheartening, though. I didn't get back on Twitter for like a week. Um, not proud to admit that. <laughs> I just, I didn't... Or I got on and I made some posts and stuff, but I just wouldn't look at what was actually happening on Twitter. It was kind of like the bird-boxing Twitter. You uh-huh. kind of uh-huh. bind up the eyes and just... <laughs> Send out your stuff, but uh, yeah, that was highly disheartening. I would say, and uh, we'll try hard not to miss another protest because very pro pro protest. A lot of angry replies from people with uh, cartoon renditions of the founding fathers as their profile pics. <laughs> so uh, they're out to get you. These very real people. I did send the Nightcrawler to cover a uh, rally in Yelm for governor candidate uh, Lauren Culp on Friday nights, but mm-hmm. even then, I had one message at least chiding us because we didn't return on Saturday night. It was a two-night protest, and they were like, where were you? And we're like, well, they were the previous night, and uh, again, enemy of the people. Yes, well, you know, I know you regularly I don't know spend, where that comes from, you know, I know just you out of thin air. I know you personally regularly spend two nights in a row at the governor's mansion, so it's shame true. upon you. <laughs> it's true. Once a, once a year, the, the media does visit the governor's mansion. For the annual media sleepover at the governor's it's mansion. where we make all our plans for the rest of the year. Jay and Trudy. I was ordered not to cover this rally way back in March. So, <laughs> Jay right. himself. Jay, Jay Diddy, as I call him. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Uh-huh. Uh, Jay Diddy. <laughs> Next news item, something I don't really have a lot to comment on as far as the story goes, but the headline was a banger. It came out of the Spokesman Review, and I believe we ran up here in the Chronicle. 
Pullman's party problem. Skyrocketing COVID-19 cases could bring reckoning for WSU culture. Uh, we tried to get our resident WSU student, uh, area 26-year-old man, Luke Kilgore, on the podcast. No longer area man. He's no moved, area moved man. out of the area man. He did not return my text for an appearance, uh, presumably because he is dead. Um, yeah, Poland has a party problem. Uh, I think I'd call that more of a feature than a bug. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you just the first two lines from the story. This week, the National Guard recognized Pullman as one of Washington's most dire coronavirus hotspots, moving in to conduct mass testing at rotating sites near the WSU campus. Pullman, home of WSU's campus, obviously, ranked third on the New York Times list of U.S. cities with the most new cases relative to population. Oh, I mean, you want to get on the New York Times list, but that is not the list you want to be on. Uh... <laughs> Got a feel for like the freshmen, especially they have just been robbed of all their final experiences of their senior year in high school. They get to college. They're like, all right, finally, we're going to be able to, we're going to be able to do this traditional growing up experience. And now suddenly they're, they're public enemy in the New York times. Yeah. There's plenty of jokes you could make about uh, catching something in Pullman. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I won't make any of them. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting turn that suddenly Pullman is a hotspot for a communicable disease. There's going to be a protest for partying at some point, I would say. You know, a lot of people would say you've got to fight for your right <laughs> to party. Uh, some enterprising college kids could do that. I mean, uh, even the Culp rally the other night was called the Yelm Victory Protest. I kind of poked an eye at protest being allowed but gatherings not because like they, that's a unfurling the mission accomplished they, banner they could have a the, the, the kids could have a party protest right fully masked socially distanced and uh still have a good time yeah yeah sure <laughs> uh, maybe kill will get back to us and can shed some light on that before we end the recording but i doubt it uh hello to kilgore though if he listens i, yeah. I miss him yeah i miss kilgore as well is is kilgore the one throwing the party or attending the party we don't know. We don't even know. Truth be told, if he's been invited to the parties, like he just got to Pullman, so we're we're you know we're assuming a lot about his popularity over on the Palouse. You know, if I was a college freshman, the first thing I'd do is invite the six and a half foot tall, twenty six year old man with glasses to my party. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, get Kilgore in there. Hey, he's a great yeah, smooth a great party, radio yes. voice too. Hopefully, we'll get him on soon. Yeah. Uh, scripts, baby. The script story in Centralia just keeps on going. They're doubling down. More scripts. More for everybody. And this is uh, scripts, but it's like a, a money alternative that the city is producing, right? They're backing it. Yes. Uh, this is a CARES Act situation. Those who have already applied and been awarded scripts will receive another round. And those who applied through September 15th, which is in two days, will receive double the original amounts of 100 up to 250, doubled up to 200 to 500. Curious wording there. Uh, mostly just because I was doing a poor job of reading it. Yes, you were. <clears throat> but yeah, more scripts in Centralia. Um, it, have, it you reads, applied, have you applied for your scripts yet? I haven't. I'm very fortunate, wow. still employed. I would like to save those for, for individuals that, that aren't you know, without a job or stressed in some other way. Um, I think that the city's suffering from a lack of public education on this. Like we've written stories on what it is. Um, if you go just up 507 to Tonino, they've had a thriving program. People are in line to snatch these up. 
um, I think if more people understood what it is, which is essentially free money if you need it at mm -hmm. certain locations and the city will back it with mm -hmm. CARES money, that they would snatch, snatch it up. Yeah, and we've you got can the use list that to too. buy alcohol, tobacco, firearms. You cannot do all that. The things that are readily available in downtown. Australia. You can use the money at Anderson's True Value. Great shop. Great by shop. The way. We all love Anderson's Bocata, Centralia Automotive, Centralia Pharmacy, Don's Delectables, Pioneer West Garden and Pet Center. Stuff like, like a pie and a lizard. Fuller's Marketplace. You got a grocery store in there. Oh, so yeah. That's the limit. South Tower Chevron, Vanity Fair outlet. Just got some donuts <laughs> at Fuller's yesterday. Yeah. They were phenomenal. Yeah, there's a there's a good list of businesses that are in line with that. If 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 people want to check it out, but is, is Taco Bell on there? Taco Bell is not, but I was surprised to see that Quiznos was on there. Fruffles on there as well. Oh, um, perfect. Let's say you got five hundred dollars in scripts and Taco Bell was on there. How many trips would that be? I mean, five, in, six, infinite. I'd say. <laughs> what um, was the time you and Rikers Meats is on there too? That's gold. Remember the time you and Pete went to Taco Bell and rang up like a, yes. like a $40 Former tab. photographer Pete Castor and I went to Taco Bell together one and only time. Uh -huh, and we uh -huh. had both done our ordering. And <laughs> I think the teller was like, not the teller, the, the worker was like, all right, pull on up. That'll be $38. <laughs> we were both very, very embarrassed. We never went to Taco Bell together again. It's like the Spider-Man meme of you guys pointing at each other. Like, You're the fat one. It was definitely Pete. I mean, I'd say you $35 worth of that order. <laughs> All right, so go get your scripts and go get some. Do you guys have any programs stuff. like this over there, Brandon? What's Chewila doing for CARES? You get counting uh, <laughs> currency. We're we're strictly in the Middle Ages now. We're just exchanging services and bartering at this point. How much can you get for ten copies of the Chewila Independent? Uh, one horse. <laughs> <laughs> It's a dead horse, but you get the horse. <laughs> yes, you do get the horse. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Is it, it a script, though? So is it actually called a script? I feel like they could come up with a more marketable name as an issue. Well, that's the, that's why it works in Tonino is the what everybody just calls it is uh, wooden money because it, right. that's what came out in the Great Depression. And I think because we don't have that background here that it's just not catching on quite as quickly. What but, would Centralia's be called if it could be called something historically relevant? Like, what is a big event from Centralia's past? That we, we will give you 200 massacres. <laughs> Logan District Bucks. I'm not taking your 200 massacres. I want 500 floods. <laughs> Only used uh, non-union produced items. All right. We'll settle it. 60 transaltas. Uh, big news over the jail. Yes. Scotty is building two new isolation rooms to prevent the spread of COVID. Yeah, uh, con contractor's been identified, but the, has not been identified, but the project will cost $160,000. They said they were on this before the pandemic. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we, we were doing this before the pandemic. <laughs> uh, one of the guys in charge over the jail, Doug Carey, described a particular material they're using that they need to use to build these as Spider-Man goo. There's a new product that out that's just a spray-on product to give structural support to concrete. Nobody around here has really used it, so they were a bit leery of jumping in feet first, Carey said of this Spider-Man goo, but I just want to give Doug Carey a shout out for saying Spider-Man goo. That sounds, well, sounds like fun. Well, he was explaining it. I'm sure he knew of a you know more technical way to explain it, but I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I, I like, like it. That's wonderful. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to go to jail. Yeah, maybe that'll maybe that'll the catch on. Like, 
the contractors won't touch it. They're like, no, 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 no. We're not dealing with this. Like how toxic is this stuff? <laughs> it's, it's actually just liquid asbestos. They had an outbreak at the jail. 11 people tested positive. I haven't seen more than that, but uh, no, that's a, that's a good use, especially you're gonna be able to use that later too. So. Are these uh, isolation rooms, are they nice? Like, is it, it, could they actually make some money maybe, you know, offering therapy? Like people could, uh, you know, rent out- Airbnb? Yeah, yeah, just a nice sensory deprivation room or something like that. I don't it's know, you might just have saved it. the county budget because if you could, if you, all those empty jail cells, if, you know, residents could just rent them out as low income housing, that's, uh, that's not a bad idea. Three squares a day. There was just a home for sale in Missouri, I think it was. A very nice home, and the real estate listing didn't say anything about this, but you scroll through the photos, and you get about halfway through, and it shows the basement of the house, and the building apparently used to be a jail, and there was three or four working jail cells in the bottom. Very weird. That's kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're just going to skip over somebody has a jail in a basement? Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, former jail. But, uh, you know, if you've got kids or something, probably a great option. Oh, yeah. Um, Schwartz, you could, you know, put Bauer and Girl Bauer in there and just, you know, leave them for days. I already do that. Uh, Use the crawl space. Yeah. Not a lot of news in the, <laughs> on the show notes section this week. Uh, there's Skimmers in Centralia. Skimmer? Oh, my goodness. You guys. You have the gas station Skimmers? Uh, yeah. Yes, apparently that's that's what we're that looking ha- at. That's what they're uh, likely to blame for recent fraud. Um, yeah, our inbox uh, started blowing up over the weekend about this through a few different people who just had noticed their bank accounts were missing seven hundred some dollars or more, um, and it happens a lot from time to time. But this seemed to be uh, especially potent use of one. I really like Centralia Police Chief Stacy Denham's suggestion. Um, for consumers at the gas pumps, it says, he says, just give it a little tug or a shake. Most of these are just slapped on and it'll pop right off. So I'm waiting for someone to just like take a sledgehammer to one of the gas pumps and then the cops show up and he said, give it a tug and a shake. So I gave it a tug and a shake. <laughs> just hatcheting their way through the <laughs> console at the gas station. Uh, funny thing, my parents are very old school and stuck to checkbooks and only straight up cash like that was, that's just their model. And I give them a hard time about not having a debit card. So my dad goes on this vacation two years ago and he gets a debit card for the very first time, uses it one time, starts to drive down the road, tries to use it again. And they're like, sorry, your account has been drained. He's <laughs> like, I knew <laughs> it. First time using it, it was a skimmer. Oh, yeah. first time. Did he just give the card to somebody else and drive off? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, I think he only gave me one of these. So. I think he just used it at the pump. <laughs> He just used it at the pump. But yeah, that would be, that'd be awful. That's why I stick to cash. I'm a cash man. I guess cash is dirty. Way home tomorrow. <laughs> spreads the code. You're a cash man. Uh, yeah, Schwartz is famously a cash man. He's always chiding me for paying for my drinks with a debit card. It just slows things up. It does. It does. You're not wrong. Uh, next item. Brand Mickey wrote a column, a column in... Uh, in the Chronicle. This ran in Saturday's edition, I believe. Yep. Fighting the fires of lies and suspicion, burning through our civic life. It was a nice, we're all in this together column about smoke and politics and other things, uh, mostly about the rumors. Brandon, you were in on this too a little bit. Uh, 
rumors surrounding the recent rash of wildfires claiming they were started by Antifa or uh, yes, some variety of actors, actors, um, and there being no actual evidence of this. Anyway, Mickey wrote a column about, you know, don't jump to conclusions and that kind of thing. And all the great things that our forest service members and firefighters and air national guard crews and whatnot are doing to fight firefighters. Uh, his call went up on Facebook and he was quickly called Antifa, I believe is. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, it, to be fair, I, I don't know if that happened on the Chronicle sharing of it. We also uh, published it with the Nisqually Valley news and the reflector. Mitke is our one and only syndicated columnist here at Frown Boys communications. He yes. runs it all three uh, newspapers and yeah, he was just writing, uh, I, I'm sure everybody's seen it on their social media and has an opinion on it. He didn't dispute that people have started some of these fires, like that mm -hmm. happens every year. Um, what he was saying was more like this obviously wasn't an Antifa situation where it was a mass organized protest and he cited like the Douglas uh, County Sheriff's Office in Oregon that said rumors spread like wildfire and now our 911 dispatchers and professional staff are being overrun with requests on an untrue rumor that Antifa members have been arrested for setting fires. Um, if anybody knows Mitke, he's pretty soft-handed when it comes to these things. He's a great writer. He is not a textman. <laughs> but I'm promising you, he is not Antifa. <laughs> As I messaged him earlier today, he's just been just been lobbying Molotov cocktails from page main eight of the Chronicle since <laughs> 2006. Yes, I know one thing about Mitgi. He is certainly into the civil disobedience. Yes, that is his uh, MO right there. It's true. It's true. Um, no, he does a great job. And he's always trying to bring everybody together on these things. He's not chiding one side or the other. Um, it's one of the reasons I really enjoy having uh, Brian, a uh, former Chronicle editor in, mm -hmm. the, in mm -hmm. the paper. It's good stuff. Um, but man, that's where our discourse is now, is if you write something that competes with someone's beliefs, then you are Antifa or you are a proud boy. It is one way or the other. Well, well how, one what thing... are we arguing over? Like, what are we arguing over in terms of we admit that some people set fires, but perhaps the hurricane force winds exactly. that happened on Monday may have caused some fires as well. I, I don't get what we're arguing over because people obviously have set fires, which they do every year. So what is the hang up here? It, there shouldn't be one. You're right. And like, yeah, even it's a pretty straightforward <laughs> case of a fire happened. Maybe we should put it out. And, and it said, everybody's like, this is, this is the work of Antifa. Clearly. It's not like there wasn't any warning. I mean, literally the national weather service issued a red flag warning <laughs> on Saturday, Sunday or uh, Monday saying, you know, this is extreme risk for wildfires. Wildfires then happen. And then a certain segment of the population immediately says, obviously Antifa trying to burn down our country like they have burned down Portland and Seattle, which as both of you know, no longer exists. They've been yes. scorched right off the map. It's true. Uh, they completely skipped the second tier cities in the Northwest and went directly <laughs> to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> but there yeah, have been arsonists. There are multiple, because I think that's what they, they feel challenged because they've absorbed this news of arsonists. And then mm -hmm. somebody comes out and says, hey, it's not Antifa. And then you're fake news. Yes. <laughs> but um, and, and then they post a Facebook comment run by uh, PutinFans.com. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of why that. we're laughing at them. The arsonists I've seen are more like, you know, the guy in Puyallup, I believe, who was just walking down the street and a motorist is looking at him and he just... Uh, lights a match and throws it like I think that guy's pretty unwell probably should be in jail or a mental facility or both yeah. western state I guess 
There was another one I saw cited as some sort of evidence of this. It was a guy trying to burn down like a, like his probation officer noticed him outside trying to light a fire or something. And he was quickly apprehended and people were like, see, <laughs> this is neither in the woods nor Antifa. I did see one too that, like I said, that was alleging that Proud Boys, uh, a conservative group or far right group is what they would most likely be labeled. Um, was setting this fire, these fires to frame Antifa. <laughs> so, so like it gives it another, another layer there. Um, I mean, stuff's, uh, and that's basically what Brian Mitke's column was saying. It was like, things are bad enough uh, without people, you know, fanning the flames. He ended his column. Uh, the arsonists, there are arsonists out there lighting fires in the trees and on Facebook. Will you fan the flames or will you be a person to spread cool water to fight the blaze, which is a nice line. It was a good line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I thought his column was non-controversial and should have been enjoyed by both sides, but instead he has been, been enlisted against his will into Antifa, and now he's probably in Seattle throwing Molotov cocktails. Yeah, that's, that's Mickey. You know, the things that define him are his love of his family, his love of folk music, and his love of uh, anarchy. Sowing discord. <laughs> why, why are all the Facebook commenters the same? They either have, they're wearing sunglasses in their profile pic, or it's not a real profile pic at all. It's some kind of a cartoon. Oh, what do you have against sunglasses and cartoons, Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> my, my profile pic is actually Joe Camel, so <laughs> checkmate, <laughs> Lib. <laughs> you just got owned, Brandon. <laughs> Turns out you did want this smoke. <laughs> um. did, I, did I tell you I ran into some uh, smoke truthers? No, no. <laughs> yes. I've already seen the fire truthers online, but they're denying the smoke. Well, they're like... saying uh, they were questioning my reporting of the high uh, smoke levels, saying, well, look at this meter, which is clearly located in Spokane. I was using one closer to uh, Chihuahua. And uh, yeah, they, they questioned my reporting of, you know, the smoke causing a hellscape outside and saying I was kind of blowing things up a little bit there. Blowing it out of proportion, huh? Everyone knows that these smoke uh, situations roll in once every uh, 100 years or so. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. And you're just making it sound like it's something that's rare. I know, wild, huh? It's not like <laughs> our area had to deal with this for four or five years. And you know, oh, no, no, I, a, a media conspiracy, I tell you. I'm I actually was, outside with a smoke machine. Just I was running say, through <laughs> I think I just heard you flicking a lighter on in the background. Are you out setting fires right now, Brandon? Yeah, actually, just just wait till Monday. Just <laughs> just keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> just crumpling up past issues of the independent lighting and throwing them out your window. Yeah, you know, like, you know one what note on the mad, though. They say fires can light with a spark. But anytime I've tried to make a fire in a a fireplace, <laughs> just impossible. Like, yeah, it's impossible. It takes forever. Like, what conditions? Can we just make our stoves uh, higher fire danger automatically kind of deal? Like, why is, why can't I set a dry pile of sticks on fire, but apparently somebody can toss a semi-warm rag out the window and it, it just sets a forest on fire? Yeah, it's like people are driving through uh, these heavily wooded, extremely dry areas and cars made entirely of ferro rods from... The show alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I saw that cracked me up was a post about, uh, it was like a map of fires and somebody had a 
uh, caption on it that was like, oh, weird. Look how the fires all end at Canada. Hmm. It's like, Oh my. Oh, my. oh boy. Ooh. I I mean everyone knows that on November 4th we will have no fires and no covid whatsoever uh-huh. and yes. everyone will have two jobs. Um yeah. Oh, look at how the fires end at the coast. Weird. <laughs> oh no. Don't uh, you laugh. You laugh. That's coming. Just wait. You're going to tell me the land's on fire and the water's not. <laughs> Checkmate. Gotcha. <laughs> Enemy of the people. Oh, oh, no. oh I did Fires. run across somebody who said uh, when, when I believe it was your Nisqually Valley News posted about a burn ban because, you know, reasons, uh, no banning allowed. And somebody said it was a violation of their freedom. They should be able to set a campfire uh, during these times regardless and just use common sense. Wasn't that person also like, I'm not going to do it, but I should totally be allowed to do it. Yeah, it should be allowed yes. to. Our founding fathers protected our campfire rights in the Constitution. It's there some. It's in the back. It's, oh. it, you kind of have to scroll through the appendages. Yeah, it's like a national treasure situation. You have to you find the <laughs> invisible ink on the backside of the Constitution. <laughs> no fires, I'll be damned. <laughs> A right to burn. Well, you got to mention, like, in the Constitution days, fire was, like, literally the most dangerous thing on the planet. That's true. Yeah. Besides muskets. It was, like, and Native fire. Americans. Yeah. <laughs> According to the founding fathers. <laughs> the most dangerous things were fires and minorities. Yeah. Um, things that have definitely changed. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about the commissioners. We haven't talked about the commissioners yet this episode. Oh, uh, man, I can't have an episode without the commissioners. They got that bag, baby. <laughs> uh, the Are you saying they got paid? Uh, they got paid. They are um, raising heck and cash and checks. Uh, they got their 10% raises and then voted not to give the rest of the elected officials their 10% raises. Yeah, that was kind of a, they kind of did this to themselves, as prosecutor Jonathan Meyer pointed out. Um, they decided to appoint a salary commission that would decide their own their own uh, raises, mm-hmm. but that commission would also suggest raises that the commissioners would then vote on for the rest of them. So I don't know how they thought this was going to play out, um, but there was enough uh, criticism about that 10% raise during a pandemic, but there we go. Uh, Commissioner Gary Stamper, he is the lone commissioner to vote for the raises for the other elected officials. I don't know if there's a right and wrong here. It feels like you're in the front of a buffet line and you realize quickly there is only enough food for the first three people and you turn around to everybody else and you say, look, look, there's nothing we can do about this, but we've already taken bites out of every plate on the buffet and there's not going to be any left for anybody else. We're really sorry about this. We're going to go eat it, though. <laughs> oh, this is disgusting. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, this is tiramisu. Uh, Commissioner Edna Fun said, quote, no one was happy in that room. Well, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> comma, as she stuffed $100 bills into it. No, she didn't really do that. She was a, they all said they were against getting the raises. Yeah. But well, they, which their which hands I, were Which tied. I believe. Yeah, I don't um, think there was any benefit. They already make eighty-two thousand. This bumps them up to ninety thousand two hundred dollars a year. By the way, for the commissioners, so eighty-two uh, thousand, ninety thousand two hundred. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I know. I know. I do like that Stamper voted for the raises for the rest of the public officials, though. Can I suggest that any of the public officials who did not get raises uh, give the city of Centralia a call and ask about its script program? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Does yeah. the county have scripts? Does who? Does the county give out scripts to anybody? No, there's no script. There's only script in Centralia and uh, Tenino. What, not PL? No, just Tenino and Centralia are the only ones I actually know of in the entire country. I'm sure there might be something else. Um, the interesting tie in there is the Centralia's financial director is a former Tenino mayor. So that's mm-hmm. probably where it came from. Brett Broderson. Yeah, the guy that looks like Brandon. I don't ah, see it. Yeah. <laughs> Ginger, huh? <laughs> yes. I'm slightly balding now, so I'm. you'll be surprised when you see me next. I like uh, Diane Dory, though, throwing some smoke of her own. Um, she's the uh, Lewis County Assessor. Um, commissioner said that they would be donating their their bonuses to various nonprofits. She said they can say it, and I believe them, but by that same token, they're still getting it in their paycheck, and who's to say it's not something they already donate to? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. She the says, human fund. In the last six years, I've been paying the increase in my medical costs out of my own pocket, while other employees have gotten an adjustment for cost of living to cover that. Uh, what uh, what charity would you donate your ten percent raise to if you got one right now? Oh man, you got to put me on the spot. It would probably have to be Race for Rowan out in Tonino. I've always been a big fan. Um, or United Way of Lewis County. Um, good work. They do fantastic work in their Dolly Parton Reading Imagination Library. You thought, probably thought I would be cynical there because that's how you are, Aaron. I am um, not. I'm more of a heartfelt guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, who would you give yours to? Uh, probably Animal Shelter or something. That's a good one. Doesn't yeah. your boy raise money for the Animal Shelter he every does. year? He every On his birthday every year, he requests donations to the Animal Shelter and takes bags of food and things. So the apple fell quite a ways away from the tree, but I'm proud of the work he's doing. <laughs> he's good. He's been in the paper before, or I've shared him on Facebook before doing that. Yeah. Um, Brandon, you would, of course, revive Chautauqua. Yes, I would revise Chautauqua. Or this I is would, the uh, Chihuahua Community Festival that is no more, as first reported by The Independent and delivered to my mailbox yesterday. <laughs> yeah, our, our delivery system is a bit slow. <laughs> Enjoy that five-day turnaround. <laughs> uh, the uh, that that Hereford steer in the fat stock sale though, <laughs> what a unit, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that sale, boy. You guys are missing out. You should make a road trip over here for the fat stock sale next next year. <laughs> you have room for a beef in your your freezer there. Once you guys have yeah, some actually. some law and order and county commissioners, then maybe we will come and visit Brandon. I don't visit yeah, counties without commissioners. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Safe. Our commissioners we are well paid. Might as well just go to Canada. <laughs> um, ah, hey, you didn't what, ask me what I would uh, uh, put my uh, yeah. Where would you? Where would you give? Where would you give your ten percent raise if you were given one right now? Well, after much and deliberation, through public pressure to donate it to somewhere. Yes, I would donate it to the Eric Schwartz uh, Pete Caster Taco Bell Fund <laughs> just to make sure that y'all can afford your uh, late drive-in experiences there. Gratefully accepted, Brandon. That's, uh, that's, that's very big of you. And in doing so, you would also help ensure that we, you know, captured future Trump rallies if, yeah, uh, if and they were driving by. Yes. <laughs> 40 bucks. Uh, I still can't get over that. We just skipped over that. What do you have to order to get 40 bucks at Taco Bell? It's just, me. you know, at Taco Bell, you can either use a very little amount of money to get a lot or a lot of money to get a little on the, you know, premium products, you know. Quesaritas with chicken and double meat. Probably. Oh, yeah. It's the steak. It'll get Taco to you. Taco pizza. Yeah. That's no more. It's crunch kind of soft, crunch, crunch soft wrap top. supreme. Pete yeah. was always a big crunch wrap supreme guy. He was a guy. crunch wrap supreme guy. Oh. Sure he still is. Uh, so, Chautauqua? Chautauqua. I don't know why this is so hard for you. Chautauqua? Yes. 
So it's no more. You didn't read your independent this week? I did, but I got stumped on trying to pronounce the name in my head, and I just gave up and turned to the crossword puzzle. very top of the front page. So it's just canceled for this year, or it's like dead forever? Uh, for now, it's it's canceled forever. Uh, the only way I could compare it to somebody who hasn't been in town, it's kind of like our Morton Loggers Jubilee, just without the loggers, per se. Uh, just a big town so, festival. So it's the fair. <laughs> yeah, it's the fair. There we go. It's it's our little fair. We we have a carnival. We have all these vendors. We have live entertainment, all that fun stuff. And uh, just not enough volunteers. They've asked for years. Hey, uh, we're going to need more volunteers because we're all about 75 years old and still doing this. And anyway, they just kind of got fed up asking for volunteers and said, well, we're kind of done running this. Did you volunteer? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> All right. Well, I got things to, to the do. Chautauqua. All right. Are you the... sure this isn't like a furniture store going out of sale type situation? <laughs> like, oh, and my... we're closed forever until 2021. Liquidating. <laughs> Boy. Liquidating Chautauqua. <laughs> I think newspapers should do that. Do the uh, closing sale kind of deal. See, that's not funny. That's uh, oh, a little, that little too sensitive. Get all your news this week, half up before we go to business. Yeah, exactly. Use the you should take the furniture store model and just run with it. No, you first, my friend. Independent, (laughs) and we will try it after you. Every time there's a like a bad like somebody calling you an enemy of people, just say under a new management. But it's really (laughs) yeah, that's that's pretty sharp. That's not a bad idea. Uh, We have reached the people's champion of the week and. I think we decided on Brian Mitke for being both yeah. heartfelt and Antifa. Yes, yes, Brian Mitke for trying to be the uh, adult voice in the room and, and quickly getting shouted getting down by the kicked children. in the nards. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically that's basically what happens. He, How can yeah? Uh, he's a great Mickey. columnist, our most beloved columnist, and wow, okay, uh, cool. I think uh, People's Champion of the Week is a is a. Well deserved tag. This and I feel like Mickey, if he dares listen to this podcast, would appreciate it too. I don't think he's ever going to listen to this podcast, nor either. know that he is the people's champion. I think he would get to the intro music and near three seconds of it and be like, a little, sounds a little racy for me. Yeah. The yeah, kids are in the other room. It's true. <laughs> people's champ, though. People's champ. Yeah, uh, we will on, now, good on Mickey. We will now hang a, uh, a banner here in the Chronicle World Headquarters podcast studio along with our former. People's Champions of the Week. Um, all right. And now time for Facebook Comments of the Week. I am pretty light on Facebook comments. No, you could just go look on the page. I mean, there's there's plenty there. I don't look at them myself. I, I quit that. Uh, there was one... Co- <laughs> I just stopped. Me too. Me I, too. I couldn't do it anymore. It was, it was just abuse. Uh, here's one that I think might have been from Brandon. It's a fire truthers post and it says, how is it the homes are all destroyed, but the trees are still standing? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) Very curious. Yeah. That was the, that was the town over in Eastern Washington. Brandon, you might be able to remind me of the name that got 80% destroyed in the fire. Uh, Malden. Yeah. Malden. Um, and I shared that with both you and Brandon. Um, and if you went through the rest of the feed though, it did turn into a fire truther situation where they said, how could all these houses be burned when 
their grasses are still green and there are trees that did not get burned. And I believe the answer is uh, embers and just, uh, I don't know, fire? <laughs> the nature of fire? Do, but, do they think uh, it's just like a orb of fire that just grows outwards? Like, I don't know, like a smoke monster or something? They don't realize I've tried to relate it to people. Uh, the easiest one for me is the Eagle Creek fire, which was along the, the uh, Columbia River Gorge in Oregon and caught fire on the opposite side of the river in uh, Washington. So that should tell you that it's not like one continuous fire. It is embers. It sparks. Like That's what it is. But anyways, it's fine. But you know, uh, they're entitled Facebook to their position. Commenters, the fire didn't happen. <laughs> Facebook commenters are known for their logic. So I uh, think here's that, speaking of Facebook commenters. Uh, this one is on, I believe, the controversy over President Trump allegedly calling uh, the troops losers or something along those lines. Um, one commenter says, this article is low IQ and already debunked by everyone on the trip. And then I believe she calls somebody else replying to it, uh, funded by Soros. And the guy replies with, I quit working for Soros last year after I discovered my promise. Soros bucks weren't real. So I went <laughs> back to my avocado toast sex dungeon and plotted how to turn everyone trans. Uh, just, I don't a, even just a heater of a conference. I don't even know what they're trying to accomplish with it, but it made me chuckle, so I, I appreciate it. Uh, yes, in Reddit terms, I believe that would have a forward slash S behind it. Um, yeah, pretty good comment. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's all. I didn't spend a lot of time uh, harvesting Facebook comments this week. I glanced at a few and got discouraged and decided to go stand outside and breathe smoke instead <laughs> as it would be better for my health. Uh, what do we have coming up in the forthcoming edition of The Chronicle newspaper, Eric? I don't have a, a whole lot to preview on. I imagine the uh, cult rally from Yelm will be in there in one shape or form, whether it's a photo essay or a story. Um, and then we'll have a story from Rick Bannon down at the Reflector who covers all of our Inslee news uh, headline. These are climate fires. Inslee responds to weaker that statewide. That was popular on social media as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was very popular, not um, in terms of it being beloved, more like it being behated. But um, it, was, it was a story. And it's. Uh, I just want to remind people when we run these, it's not that we're saying these things. We're saying that... Jay Inslee said these things, and we are reporting it to you. <laughs> so that makes you the sorry. enemy of the people. <laughs> we're sorry. I also, on the flip side of that, though, I want to note that I got a couple emails criticizing us for covering the Culp rally um, because of the restrictions on crowd sizes and things like that, and saying that we're you know being irresponsible. We cover Inslee every time he has a press conference, <laughs> every time he does uh -huh. anything. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to be fair. If Culp is in the area, we've even we're even working on a few stories trying to um, talk about his his local history around here. We're gonna do it. So it'll be oh, fair. Okay, you're gonna have some Culp stories and some Inslee stories. Oh, and he oh. had a two day rally. Like he he fired up right one day after another. That's my understanding. We didn't have anyone there the second day, so I, I'm only basing that off of a couple. Um, upset people that we weren't there for the second day. Well, did the second day have fireworks or something? Or what did they change up after their initial campaign pitch? Did they I don't know. It was games or? Think of it as like a uh, old cassette tape and the Friday night one was the A side and then the, the Saturday flips it and it's the B side. I'm sure he's talking oh. about something totally different. Yeah, I'm sure too. <laughs> I do think Inslee should stop being a coward and debate him. 
<laughs> Are we going to have debates? Are there no debates this year? Nothing, nothing lined up yet. Ah, well. well. And I'm sorry, I didn't really mean he was a coward. I was, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I, I can tell I heard Aaron's feelings. Aaron, feelings. <laughs> Aaron yes. that's Aaron's direct employer. So, uh, <clears throat> yes, I have a one-on-one with him uh, tomorrow morning, and he's going to be furious. <laughs> um, Man, I I wonder how tall Culp is, and then how tall Inslee is, because that dude is tall. These are the issues. <laughs> I think Inslee. He looks like. Uh, he looks like he'd be six foot or so. At least. Oh yeah, no, he, he is. at least. Yeah. No, he well, towered Schwartz, over me. When well, Schwartz, I mean, when you guys are both in your footy pajamas together at the <laughs> at the annual media sleepover, uh, you know, so uh, eye level, a little taller. He's taller than me. Yeah. Mm. yeah so he's, he's, he's a tall guy. I, I would guess six three, maybe six four. Hmm. He's a taller dude. And Brandon, you see uh, Lauren Culp every day, right? Yeah, I'd say, yes, I have an additional sleepover. It's the cult media sleepover. Is that uh, him breathing uh, in the background? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're over here firing off our guns. It's great. Um, <laughs> no, he's he's just average. He's an average dude. Nothing too crazy. I just, I did not realize Inslee was like uh, NBA height there. He's a, he's a tall guy. He's <laughs> <His> NBA height. <laughs> just saying. Uh, you heard it here first. Inslee to the bubble. <laughs> uh how is uh how was watching football today brandon uh it was glorious got to watch tom brady lose which was fun oh that change. was beautiful so much fun i don't know he's an underdog now guys you, you gotta to you it. gotta jump on the train because he's 45 years old <laughs> and uh, then yes poor tom brady just never yeah just dismissed his whole life <laughs> the only college it would take him was Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Known backwater in college football, Michigan. That's true. Uh, what's the what's the deal with Russell Wilson cooking? This is a big deal this this uh today everybody saying let Russ cook. Is he a great cook or something? Is this uh, what we're talking about here? It's uh the theory that the Seahawks have been run first, second and third and then like let Russ try to bail them out in tight situations late in the game. Um, and I think they're maybe like, hey, maybe just let Russell Wilson, who's pretty good, do his thing before the end of the game and see what happens. Uh, great today. He did a pretty good job today. Yeah. It is weird. He just kind of plays. He just kind of makes up the uh, rules as we go, kind of deal. Well, I mean, I don't think they really have plays, so to speak. Anyway, it's just like give it to Chris Carson, whoever's in there, and then like sometimes Russell will be like, you know, and I think I'm going to throw it this time instead. And then Pete Carroll's like, great work, and chops his gum, and he's like, get the defense in there. So, yeah, uh, yeah, the Seahawks look good. Good for them. Should be fun. We're clearly in garbage time podcast territory right now. Uh, yeah. Not known for are. our sports takes. Uh, no, we, we it's not even <laughs> anything. Local. There's no local sports to talk about either. So, uh, Best uh, headgear, Andy Reid of the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football with the Shield. That was Oh, that was, was nice. beautiful. When it was started it fogging up on ha- at halftime, was it? Did it fog up and he couldn't see his timeouts? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, with that prompt from management, I guess we will shut this one down. Uh, Brandon, thank you very much, everybody. If you're out there and need something to read, I suggest the Chewy Independent. It's great, even if the super easy, easiest recipes ever column on page three is very misleading. Um, <laughs> did you just like slice your wrist on accident trying to... no it was like easiest ever orange chicken and I was like oh it's probably just the ingredients are like an orange and a chicken I'll check this out and then it was <laughs> there's like four ingredients I don't have a slow I don't have a, a, a crock pot 
But, you don't have a crock pot? No, I have a frying pan. Exactly <sighs> one frying pan. Dude, you need to get a crock pot. That is an essential item right there. We have definitely hit garbage, garbage time. time. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap this one up. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next weekend, probably. Bye, Brandon. Bye. Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Brandon. It's Eric. Hi. Eric Schwartz. Hey, oh. Well, this is a surprise. Oh, that, that Eric. <laughs> how bad's the uh, how bad's the smoke over there? Oh, it looks horrible outside. Have you been outside at all? Um, yeah, but not just to like go to the car and back. Did you <laughs> did you cover the history event? I I, I did not cover the history event. Uh, wow, doesn't care about our history. Wow, Ty- typical sad. Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> I did not tear down a uh, statue, sadly. <laughs> I'm wondering, I don't think we have any statues in Stevens County. I'm, I'm serious. I can't think of a single statue that is like standing somewhere. That Trump rally thing is awesome.